0: This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health, with your hosts Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. And welcome back to another episode of the Art House Roadshow. My name is Hank. I'm your host here today hoping that uh, you're having a good Sunday, which is when I'm recording this, and uh, that you are heading into your holiday week uh, with lots of fun plans and things of that nature. Uh, Today we've got a review of the anniversary special of the Power Rangers Once and Always show. Uh, It came out quite a bit ago. Um, I'm just now getting into it because as last time I mentioned, there's just some life circumstances, uh, which to be clear, it's me moving. Uh, Me and my wife moved about 30 minutes south uh, to Sunbury for a variety of reasons um, being near family and also just to get a change of scenery things like that so we uh, we moved and uh, that just took quite a bit out of me and during that period of time this uh, show once and always uh, came out and um, a few people have been asking me to cover it um, especially those who really enjoyed the JDF tribute show um, especially um, those who are friends of the of Power Rangers themselves and so I it took me a while just because of how close I was to the JDF thing and needed just some time to think and contemplate and I've gathered my thoughts and I think I'm finally ready to um, cover that show here on the on the podcast so this is a review it's just me i um, love to hear your thoughts afterwards but uh, let's just dive right in um For those of you who may not know, um, on Netflix, they released a 30th anniversary uh, episode of The Power Rangers, which um, used almost exclusively the original cast from the original series of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from 30 years ago. Uh, There is some controversy surrounding this show, as always there will be with Power Rangers, it feels like, for a variety of reasons. Um... The show, clearly, is uh, intended to be a tribute to um, Tui Trang, who was um, the original Yellow Power Ranger. She played Trini Kwan in the show. Um, However, uh, as many of you know, especially if you listen to the podcast, um, with the death of Jason David Frank, um, and then also, uh, you know, the indictment, the impending indictment of Austin St. John, and even um, some controversy around Amy Joe Johnson, there's a lot of other things happening around the release of this, uh, of this show that distracted a bit from the original intention. Um, and so today I'm just, I'm going to go give you, I'm going to start by just kind of rolling through the show, um, the plot, and um, giving you Kind of my thoughts on the show and what it did maybe some of the easter eggs um that you might have um uh, might have missed and things of that nature uh and then i'll give you kind of some my some of my thoughts on the controversy at the end and then um you know the concluding piece um uh, which i think is really the most uh emotionally powerful part of the anniversary special which is the tag at the end of the show so Let's jump in. So the the sh- the the show opens up with um, Billy Cranston on some unknown kind of island, <laughs> um, and as as everyone who's a fan of the, of the of not the podcast but of the Power Rangers knows, that a lot of the filming for Power Rangers was done in New Zealand. That has recently ended, actually, as of this uh, um, this current season that's about to come out, and so um, you know it won't be in um new zealand anymore but this one um as per the custom was also in new zealand so so anyway um it's very beautiful very compelling shot you see billy um current present day brian uh which is david yost uh, who played billy cranston in the original series um he looks really great for um being a little bit older um and uh he's fighting uh what looks like to be a mechanized Roborita. We don't know exactly where she's come from but that she's back and she's got putty patrollers and she's fighting um fighting billy um and so anyway uh the fight uh is is taking place um and billy is ceremoniously getting uh, beaten even after a a valiant effort um to fight back and it's at this point when the rest of the power rangers show up already morphed the original six uh, which we are led to believe is trini Uh, which includes Trini, Zack, Jason, Kimberly, and Tommy. So the original six, uh, which is with Tommy being the Green Ranger in this iteration. Um, And that's when we get the opening sequence. It's this really cool scene where they're all running towards Rita. There's a big explosion behind them. I always liked RPM's explanation on why there uh, was explosions behind the Power Rangers every time they morphed. uh, There's a power runoff that happens as a result of the morphing sequence um that series if if you want kind of like something that's different from the original series that is nonetheless really good i would highly recommend that series um anyway uh so yeah they they get in a fight and as a result of the fight um billy gets pinned down but uh rita is going to use some of her anger and the cool thing about this scene is that rita is voiced over by the original actress who voiced over rita as many of you know the power rangers used um like clips from the japanese television series super sentai uh and so they they had an actress in the japanese series but she was voiced over by an american actress and that was the same here um and one of the this is one of the more dark parts of this which i think is really helpful because it's this um this really um like huge mood shift that we don't see i mean the show is still relatively like kid safe and kid friendly but this part is is kind of dark um rita says she's going to kill billy but she ends up killing trini instead who jumps in front of the the bolts and if you are a careful fan of the show you'll know that the the sound of trini's voice which is actually Tui Trang, um is from one of the first episodes uh, i think it's called high five where trini saves billy uh, while overcoming her fear of heights. And so it's that same, it's that same like uh, voiceover um, that they use there in that spot. and actually Trini gets um, killed um, in that scene. And it's one of the first times on screen, one of the only times uh, we've seen a death. There's been a few other deaths, um, like in Power Ranger's Lost Galaxy. I know there was a death there. Um, but here, this is the first time we saw a villain kill a power Ranger. And it's the first time that we've seen uh, one of the original cast die in story um and as again as you know uh twi died in a car accident in 2001 there's a special during um power rangers um, time force where they did ran a little like slide about her in, in honor of her uh, when she did pass and here um you know they are now killing off to Trang in storyline so that um it's it's evident that the only person who can play her is, is tweet train they killed off Trini sorry and twee is the only person who's gonna be able to play her so I think it's um, I think it's interesting um, that they decided to do that it definitely ratchets up the tone they use the language of kill instead of destroy which is a shift from kid to adult you know I think in a pretty significant way uh, and you know there's a little bit of a jump because they go from this place to um, another um, it looks like a home, and and it's a Quan residence. And we see Billy and Zach, the, who are both played by the original actors David Yost and Walter Jones. Um, they're in their house, and it seems to be like Trini's daughter is going to come home soon. Um, and they're debating on what to do, what to tell her, and things like that. They're, uh and some really good acting I think here by these two to really convey the emotions of the situations. Again, they haven't been asked to do this kind of thing as a Power Rangers, as a Power Ranger um really in their career this is the first time in like 20 plus years that Walter Jones has been on the set of Power Rangers and so it's pretty cool to see um but you know the basically um the, one of the and one of the pieces that's really cool about this is that um they're debating on whether or not to reveal that Trini was a Power Ranger um and they kind of cite the original rules that Zordon gave them as uh, guiding for their place as a Ranger Um, and so they're kind of debating about the ethics of that, which I think is actually kind of cool. Um, but, but before they can make a decision on what they're going to do, uh, Trini's daughter, uh, comes in and actually, um, overhears them, um, overhears them actually, uh, talking about it. Therefore, um, they don't get a chance to miss it. And so basically like they, they come to, um, they come to an agreement that Trini, uh, um, is going to go live with Zach. Zach apparently um, uh, was a politician, or, you know, kind of looking at like what uh, people were doing. Um, uh, the, oh, yeah, uh, Trini's daughter is named Min. Um, and so Min now lives with Zach. Um, and he was a kind of a politician. Billy has uh, started a kind of multi million dollar technology company called Cranston um uh cranston ooh cranston tech i want to say um i apologize i i didn't write down what it was actually called but i think it's may- maybe cranston industries but um if you watch it you'll find out what, what it is um and he and zach both kind of are tasked with raising neither of them are married um and um it's interesting you know There that it seems like for most of the rangers there's not not uh romantic um, uh, ex- uh, like uh, futures for them or, or kind of present for them. Like, so for example, I think the only relationship that we're aware about is um, Kat and Tommy. They are both um, married. Um, they are married in storyline. Um, we, we know a lot more about the Power Rangers via the comics that have come out. We know that billy cranston created cranston industries via the comics that shows up a few times uh, in a few different places um but you know there's not doesn't appear to be um a lot of kind of romance going on there um but we don't get to see a lot of the other lives of the other rangers other than billy and zach uh because those actors did not return uh for the special we'll get into that a little bit later um, and so uh the time jump from the period when Min first hears that her mother was killed by Robo Rita to um the present where she is now living with Zach um is the one year anniversary where they're going to go um do a graveside um uh viewing of the body. Not the body, of the grave. It's been a year. Um and so when they get there, Robo Rita is there. Um they meet up with Billy um and they're kinda walking in late but as they do you you hear the familiar sound of the power rangers morphing and when billy and zach get there they see robo rita with some uh revitalized um uh uh, revitalized uh, monsters that she has I, i think that two of the more popular ones snizzard and uh minotaur but with now a robo kind of overlay, much like rita um and you see tommy jason and kimberly there um with uh, their uh suits on and everything you actually hear the original actors uh, voiceovers of that um, i don't think it's them from uh, the present day but i think they just kind of used the um uh the vocals from the original show um there's a fight uh, robo rita overpowers them takes jason uh kimberly and tommy which is a clever way to kind of get them out of the show so as to explain for why we're not seeing them in person and i'll again i'll talk more about that piece when when we get to the end here uh nevertheless um then zach and billy are the only two left um and uh rita uh like basically the kind of capture is like they get shrunk down because of the Snizzard's like snake bites or whatever and they're the power rangers are used to power the uh, the machine that uh robo rita has created that at this point we don't know exactly what it's supposed to do um, Billy and Zach get into the uh, Rad Bug, which is a cool little uh, callback to the original show. If you remember, that was a, a car that Billy invented, and here it's um, much better. Things of that nature. Uh, they go back to the reconstructed command center. That we find out that Billy has built um, Brian uh, Cranston Industries over top of uh, the old, uh, over top of a new command center where he has a new Alpha Five um and it's it's very fascinating to kind of see i i I said brian cranston again there a little bit earlier because um, billy cranston the character is named after brian cranston who's the famous actor in like breaking bad and a few other things um he actually got his start as a voicing over the monsters and i think actually snizzard was one of the monsters that brian cranston voiced over and there was a rumor for a time that he was actually going to come back and voice over snizzard but uh, that didn't end up being the case Anyway, um, so it's been a year since Trini's death. They've lost the battle. They're in the uh, command center, and Robo Rita is now attacking, kind of like all over. And so Cranston, uh, Billy, um, uh, he like he sets a uh, alarm called the Bandora Protocol, which seems to suggest that they didn't know where. Um, like rita was they talk about the dark dimension which if you know anything about power rangers uh in space you'll know that like that's a a part where dark specter was Um, and so apparently rita was there and during that period it looks like billy was kind of creating a emergency protocol that would activate all of the power rangers that are alive um, across uh, the world um, in in this particular dimension Um, As we have found out, um, Power Rangers' um, time force and Power Rangers' dino charge are in different dimensions. The majority of the Rangers are in kind of this A timeline. And so you see actually like Reefside and Mariner Bay and all of these different locations are being activated from the Power Rangers uh, so that um, everyone can basically assume their battle stations for lack of a better term. And this is where two other Rangers show up. Uh, we have Rocky, um, who plays the second iteration of the Mighty Morphin Red, and Cat um, Hilliard, who plays uh, the second iteration of the Mighty Morphin Pink. Obviously, since Jason and Kimberly have been captured, um, these two will then assume the roles of um, of the uh, Pink and, and Red Power Rangers. Now, what's interesting about this is that um, the... Uh, uh, basically, like, Rocky and Cat never take on this particular iteration of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, they have the same suit, and they'll even say Tyrannosaurus and Pterodactyl as they morph to kind of initiate their morphing sequence. But they would never use the Tyrannosaurus and Pterodactyl zords, respectively, um they always have a later iteration of what the Zord sequence will be. And so it's interesting to see them actually take those power coins from, because they basically, um, they, we find out that Billy and um, Alpha have coins for them that would be um, uh, utilized um, to control those particular Zords. Um and they explain that they've, you know, basically created those for them so that they can use these older zords. Now, they don't really explain, and this is one of the things within canon if you're a Power Ranger Ranger fan that, you know, they don't really explain, but uh, we assume Billy had some kind of role in this. How the original zords came to be, you'll know that the um, versions of those zords were destroyed um, as a result of the destruction of the, the original command center, um, by Rito, Repulsa, and the um, Lightning Zords that were built from the original Zords. And so, anyway, it's a long, complicated thing. We won't get into that here. Uh, but it is an interesting thing to see that those Zords are being talked about and summoned. Now, here's where the second two Power Rangers show up that I think is really interesting on what they decided to do with these two Rangers um, instead of using them in the actual show. Because right now, um, it would be Zach. Taylor playing is who is the original black, Billy Cranston, who's original blue, Kat, who's second version of pink, and Rocky, second version of red. Now, for those of you who know, there's also a second version of yellow and black. Um, And yellow um, would fill out the team Aisha Campbell. Um, She's apparently a part of Space Patrol Alpha. We see that she is on the edges of space and making her way back to Earth to come and help, as is um, Adam Park, who is the second iteration of black. Um, there was some debate on whether or not they would, um, put Aisha in the yellow suit and then put, uh, Adam in the green suit to fill out the team in this moment, but they actually didn't. They never, um, actually joined the fight. And so it's just four of them. Um, and that's, that's pretty interesting to see that they didn't do that. But I think yet again, it's to honor, this is episode is to honor Trini and what they ultimately want to do is put Min in the yellow Power Ranger suit. And so putting Aisha in there, I think would have messed up their plans but naturally in a universe of teleporting it's kind of a plot hole that she wouldn't just show up and be that fifth ranger that they need at least to summon the megazord um and uh it goes from here interesting plot you know this is just classic power rangers they uh save a lot of people like there's a really interesting scene where a putty throws a woman off of this like really high like scaffolding and uh Rocky like jumps out and catches her. Like so like the putty are starting to like kill people. Like it's it's actually really cool to see the heightened threat that's going on here. The different kind of fights and ways in which these things are 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 kind of edging towards a more adult feel. It's during this period of time that we get a glimpse of uh, where Bulk and Skull are doing. They're running a sandwich food store it looks like. Um we also get to see the Angel Grove Youth Center, um, which men uh, you know is is bound and determined to exact revenge on Rita that's kind of one of the through lines like she wants to take revenge on um, on Rita for killing her mom and so she steals her mom's morpher and keeps trying to morph into the yellow power Ranger but can't she can't um, you know and this goes again with the the original story that the power Ranger coins choose their hosts and so hasn't chosen. uh, Trini's daughter here, Min, and so uh, the older Power Rangers keep having to bail Min out of danger, but she keeps trying to get back into danger. Um, Anyway, uh, long story short, uh, they realize that in order to defeat Rita, they've got to go destroy the machine that she's created. Um, It's during this period of time that you see that um, that uh, she, uh, Min, that is, um, you see that Min is um like uh uh sneaks kind of to with them to go destroy the machine so she sneaks to the moon uh, which is where the machine is they rebuild mandor's house and and it's during this period of time that you see all the different power rangers that have been captured so you see different iterations of power rangers which i think are pretty uh interesting um like so for example you see um uh not aisha but you see tanya who replaces Aisha as Yellow Power Ranger when they become Zio Rangers? Um, she gets captured, and a whole host of others, like um, a lot from Dino Thunder, um, whom you know. There's been some theories and chatters whether or not, like once they heard that, because Dino Thunder famously also featured Tommy Oliver, who was played by JDF, that maybe some of those Rangers tried to mount a rescue mission and they were captured as well. And so, it's interesting to me to see just kind of how the story worked in this way um i'm skipping over a lot of like battle details but basically you know the things that happen is that they lose a little bit they find a plan to defeat um rita they and they do it and then min you know comes with them and ultimately um it's kind of a wrench in the plans um as they're battling in bandora's palace um uh, rita tries to um kill billy again but this time min jumps in front instead of her mom but instead of killing her it actually the the yellow power coin protects her and one of the interesting philosophical conversations is between billy and um men um we find out that the reason why robo rita came back in the first place is that billy was since um his mentor zordon died been trying to uh, bring zordon back for lack of a better term there's too much to explain on like how that happened and everything. Um, (laughs) um, And instead of bringing him back, he brings Rita back. And that's the reason why um, Trini died, right? Is because Rita came back. And so he's beating himself up about it. And um, Min basically is is beating him up about it too. But one of the points that Billy makes is that Zordon, his mentor, always said, you know, uh, being a Power Ranger is not about revenge. And if revenge is what you're looking for, then you need to you know relinquish the power and things like that and so um one of the pieces that i think is is really helpful in this is that it yet again refocuses um what is actually a power ranger and so when she sacrifices herself later in the show that's when the power coin protects her and then gives her the ability to morph into the yellow power ranger and there's a really great battle scene um they destroy the machine freeing all the rangers Uh, This is where they summon the Megazord and fight Snizzard in the big form. uh, Which is kind of cool to see that original power, like, uh, um, that original Megazord, um, you know, like, back in action, for lack of a better term. Um, Anyway, so they free everyone, go back to Earth, they're in the youth center. And, you know, there's this really beautiful moment where, um, as, like, the yellow power coin is kind of accepting men and protecting her she sees a flash of all of what her mom did as a power ranger and so it's interesting to me um to see exactly how um like they get from the point of trini's death to her uh daughter taking on the mantle you can see exactly like you know that this episode was was geared towards kind of honoring her like there had never been a special than that really just focused on Trini. Um, we haven't seen this team back together as a team, just focused on them at all since they all left the show, and so it's really cool to see that. Um, so that that was the show. I you know overall I liked it. I thought it was good. It was really cool to see like for example, um, uh, like uh, Zach and Billy back in the role. It was cool to see. I mean I always love seeing Rocky and Cat. We just saw them in the 25th anniversary special. Um no we saw them in the 30th this is for 35. Um so we saw them in the 30th anniversary special with JDF um which was really cool. Um and they played different versions. Well, they played uh Rocky played uh Mighty Morphin Red but Cat played uh Turbo Pink uh which is a version that she also played. But I liked it. I I thought the themes were a little bit more mature. I thought the there's still enough of that like original power rangers kind of like outsmarting the enemy um there's lots of really great action um like this was filmed like without any help from super sentai and it really shows and you can tell that they can like they don't have to work around the story of another series like they can just kind of do their own thing and i think they did a really good job with that and so i think that um it was really really good i really enjoyed it um you know i i to put exact number to it i don't think i can because for me like there's still just these lingering issues as much as i loved it um there were some issues in the background that um, i'm going to talk about right now that i think were um caused me some some uh some grief over this i mean the biggest thing obviously on the front end was the fact that it was a show that featured tommy oliver for the first time after the death of jason david frank um, and just talking about that a little bit, like, one of the things that's really, really heartbreaking about this is that Tommy, uh, JDF could have filmed this, um, like, foreseeably before he died. Not that, I don't know how early on he was contemplating, um, committing suicide, but <laughs> he could have, um, shown up and filmed this. It was well before, um, he actually did, uh, commit suicide. It was filmed last year, um, like mid, I think, early fall. Um, And this was around the time when he was kind of making statements that he was kind of going to stop playing Tommy for a while and focus on his movie that's coming out this fall, which is Legend of the White Dragon. Um, I think it's going to have a theatrical release. Um, But he wanted to kind of focus on that because he wanted something more edgy. He wanted something more adult Um, and I think, you know, he was given the script and I, you know, I can't speak for exactly what his motivations were. I know that, um, people from, uh, Bat in the Sun, which is the movie production company that has made, um, uh, the Legend of the White Dragon, like they have said that, um, Jason has, J.J.D.F. felt, um, betrayed or felt hurt by what exactly, um, the uh uh like this hasbro and saban and had done like they there was there was some hurt there that was part of the reason why he decided not to do it you know and it's just it's so i mean the whole thing is just so tragic with him you know passing it's just it is just tragic on so many levels with this like you know it it really stinks that he decided right before this to stop being tommy because i think he could have added a lot to this show i know that we've seen tommy a lot is i mean he was there at the 30th anniversary this is the 35th anniversary uh, special this one was more um its own thing every other special has included the the current live action team this was just the originals and i would have loved to have seen him uh be in that group you know the tragic thing is that they could have foreseeably done this with the original team minus trini and pulled off a really i think powerful tribute to her with that original team and you know obviously like i'm not trying to shame or guilt anybody we'll get to talk about amy joe johnson here in a second um and so like you don't have to do it no one has to do it you know and i don't think we as fans should say you owe this to us because they don't i mean the the, the truth of the matter is is that when they were the original actors in the 90s um they were not treated well and they haven't been treated well um really for most of their career i mean jdf i think up until the very end had not ever received i think full credit for all the stuff that he had done and not received i don't think the kind of compensation from the people who owned the intellectual property like hasbro and saban they didn't receive the money that i think they probably felt like they deserved as actors i mean he had made a lot of money with going to cons and doing autographs and things like that like he's he's not hurting for money like he made a lot of money off of this property but he just, you know, I, I think that there's just some abuse there that he just didn't want to be a part of. But it it, it takes away from it for me. Like, I'm excited to see Billy and Zach. I, w- I was excited to see them. But when I watch this movie, I just think about how much different it could have been if the whole team was there, especially Tommy. And I know he had his reasons because he wanted to focus on another thing. But this just, I just wish that he would have done this one last thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, it would have been really, really cool uh, to see him in that role. Uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, Austin St. John, who's the original Red Ranger, I think everyone, like, this is the first person that you, like, most kids I knew, like, this was their kind of favorite until Tommy came along, and I know that Austin St. John is a little salty about that, and I'm not, you know, I'm not begrudging him for the fact that he went from being the top guy to being second to JDF, and, you know, that can be really tough, um, and, you know, I, obviously there's a lot of Stories on this, I'm not going to get into that, but um, you may not know that um, he was uh, indicted in a wire fraud charge, which made it impossible for him to travel. I'm sure he would have um, done the series. Uh, granted, I don't know if the, if the creators would have wanted to have him in the show as, as he's a part of this uh, uh, ongoing investigation. He was in um, a, a recent version of Power Rangers playing himself, um, coming back. Um, but, um, he, um, this was before he got indicted. And so he couldn't travel to New Zealand to shoot the show. And he was one of the ones I think you can tell who did not like consent to the voice rights to his, um, um, his likeness. And so like, there were a few times where you'd hear the Jason guy, uh, the, the character that was supposed to be playing Jason, um, you know, doing like the karate sounds or whatever. And you can tell it's not Austin St. John. Um, so I don't think that he actually gave the rights to his voice, to be shown, or to be heard in that. Um, And so that's also tragic. Again, like, I think he would have done it, but it's just one of those things that, like, because he um, is a part of these ongoing alleged um, crimes that he committed and things like that, he's unable to be a part of it. So there's another main character that is no longer able to be a part of the show. And it really distracts distracts from it because if you watch, if you go back and watch the shows where they transition from... Jason Trini and Zach, to Rocky, Aisha, and Adam. Like, it's noticeable that they're not around. And it's noticeable when you watch this that they're not around. Uh, Which brings me to uh, Amy Jo Johnson. For the longest time, Amy Jo Johnson um, had put some distance between herself and Power Rangers. I think for some healthy reasons. She had some, I think, um, stalkers when she was um, a young woman. In the role i mean they dressed her rather provocatively for a kids show and so she gained a lot of like attention from people that i don't think she necessarily wanted um and that kind of followed her for a while but she's also the one who had probably the most prestigious acting career after power rangers she played suzy q she was in flashpoint for a while um she's been a director like i think she most recently directed an episode of lois and clark um and i mean a lot of other things too so she's 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 done it she's only started to kind of recently dip her toe back into power ranger stuff like showing up at cons and things like that um and in the future here it's been announced that she's got um some things in the works for like a short story and comic that she's working on for herself um and she went on Twitter and said that, like, she didn't say no. This is the word she used. She didn't say no, but she just didn't say yes to what she was offered. Um, she And a lot of people took this to mean that she wasn't getting paid enough. She is, again, the most popular actor and probably draws... I, I assume she's a part of SAG, and I assume all of them are part of SAG, but I don't know, um, uh, would need to be paid a little bit higher. So a lot of people, I think, assumed that she was rejecting the show because she wasn't going to get paid enough. She came back and clarified. She says it's not about money. Um, she just doesn't want to be in New Zealand for a month um, filming this special. Um, she has a child at home and a husband and things that she didn't want to leave for a month. Um, and she also uh, didn't want to be in spandex um, at her age. And, you know, she's uh, she was very clear about that. She did, like, a fundraiser a few years back, I think maybe 10 years ago, where she, if she... uh uh, she would sing it in public in the pink Ranger costume if she um like uh, if she got a certain goal and she did that she wore the spandex then but um I, you know she has a right to not want to appear in the spandex. I you know overall and again, this is me not shaming her for choosing. She can choose to do whatever she wants to with her role in this she's she's given us plenty of years of her life doing this character um however you know it's not like they spent a lot of time in spandex i think you saw maybe one or two scenes with with zach and and billy in their spandex with their helmets off most of it was done with body doubles i think and so i don't think that should have been a make or break thing for her and again it just it 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 is a distraction like you know she's not there and her and trini were really close in storyline um and she was one of the main characters that a lot of people really loved And again like those three characters jason tommy and and kimberly those were the main three characters that everyone really gravitated towards and this which with no shade to zach and billy but those were three of the most popular i mean they were all popular and the fact is is that all of them could have done it and it would have made the special really good i mean you have all these specials and and reunion specials that are happening like with full house um and just a whole host of others too um And the Power Rangers, when it's their turn, you know, they kind of crap the bed with it. And this is, again, not to say that the issue is with the actors who did come back. I think the actors who did come back did well. And not even to shame the people who didn't come back. But it's just, it wasn't as good as it could have been. It wasn't as good as it could have been. And it is noticeable. And I think the people who, who, the writers and the directors, tried to do the best with what they had but it just didn't work it didn't work as much as it was i liked it and i watched it a few times it just didn't work as as well as it should have um what we could have had and i think that you know in the end you know it might have been better just not to do it uh, maybe release some kind of special um highlight for trini or something like that or maybe just like have a special where that doesn't involve those characters at all um, or do something else entirely but this just it, it just didn't work um i'll be honest the way it was and everyone has a right to do what they want so it's not even saying that i'm blaming the actors for not coming back um and we can't blame jdf for being where he was at um emotionally mentally professionally when this all happened either um you know i think that this is just something on the producers. That they did not do this in a way to the best way it could have been done. Um, they didn't sell it right, they didn't have a good enough story. I don't know. It's so I, I put this on the producers, is and the um, and Hasbro for not um, uh, really um, thinking through how this would look uh, going through with it. Um, but you know, to end on a positive note, I think my favorite part of the show, um, was the ending the tag on the on the episode um it comes from an episode of the original power rangers it's where tommy in storyline has lost his powers there's a green candle which um rita uses to slowly zap away tommy's powers and he is now leaving the team um because he no longer has uh powers and um they sit down together as a team, and um, Kimberly, played by Amy Joe Johnson, sings a song. If you know anything about Amy Joe Johnson, she's also a very accomplished singer and songwriter, and she sings this song called Down the Road, um, which is very emotional, because, you know, at the time when this, the original episode aired, it was just a farewell to Tommy, um, as he lost his powers, in a way of saying, like, you'll always be our friend, and you know, there's nothing that's gonna stop that or change that and things of that nature. And so please know that you're still our friend and uh and it was it was really great for that um aspect of it. Um but you know, looking at it now thirty five years later, um it's kinda haunting because um Tommy and Trini are are kind of sitting next to each other played by JDF and um Tui Trang, Um and and we see um, them kind of look at each other and the other rangers kind of be looking at them and it it's really kind of this beautiful haunting moment where you see um at this point it's now kind of mourning those two character, like those two actors their death those two people their deaths um and it's a really great way to say goodbye um and the final scene is kind of the um uh the the pictures of twee and and J- JDF there with the dates of their lives, um, and it says, Once a Ranger, Always a Ranger, which the special is called Once and Always. And uh, here it is, you know, coming to fulfillment. Um, the reason why it's called Once and Always is to celebrate the lives of these people and to say that they'll always be uh, Power Rangers in our hearts and things of that nature. And so it was a really powerful tribute to them. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll close by with this just very brief reflection. I, th- I think that, um you know putting aside just kind of all the stuff in the background of this show uh and especially this episode like one of the things that i've i've always loved about these characters is that they always are um a team like they're not solo fighters you know they're not batman they're not loners even though batman still has a team kind of but you know what i mean um and a a loss of one is something that deeply impacts the team you know and and you can tell that like they're the intentionality of what they weren't expecting which is the death of jdf of trying to put something in there that would really at this 35 year mark celebrate the lives of two people that through their own acting and effort changed the world the power rangers will inevitably be for all time a historical and cultural moment for us and these two were a part of it and you know the people who are most uh, gravitated to this special like they were there at the beginning and we're all getting older you know we're all getting uh closer to the end than we are to the beginning and and here we are with two of our original heroes have passed on um and we need kind of ceremonies and things um liturgies if you will to help us mourn that And I'll admit that part of the reason why it took me so long to cover this is because for me, like I'm still mourning the loss of of JDF. I'm still, I mean, and to some extent still uh, Twee as well. um, That we all don't know what to do with death in some sense. Even the most fervent believers, I think, if they're honest with themselves, find the unknown of death to be scary. Uh, And I'm definitely one of those in a complete moment of vulnerability. And so, one of those things that I want to end here is just to say that, like, the show has meant so much to so many people, in which I've been one of them. And you know, I've I've mentioned, you know, the JDF special that we did, just why um, I found it to be so hard when he passed. And you know, it's it's one of those things that I think that this if this thing if this show did one thing really well. They gave a ceremony and a way for us to think through, even in action and storyline, to think through the loss of loved ones um, and what that ultimately means for, for us and ways to go forward. And that there are those who will pick up the mantle like Min does for Trini, um, and there will be others who pick up the mantle and carry this story forward because it's a story worth telling. And I think that it's one that will continue to be told, and I'm interested to see what Hasbro does with it. They're about to end kind of the episodic live action kids version of the show, and transition into something else. And so I'm curious to see where exactly Power Rangers goes from here, and I look forward to seeing um, what Hasbro will do with it. But um, until then, it's it's you know always once and always. <laughs> and I hope that all of you are well. I hope all of you are safe. And and if you have anyone who struggles with um, mental health or is um really struggling with um being alive please reach out to them please find them help if you're the one who's struggling with thoughts of suicide please 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 um, reach out find help um and just one thing your life is is worth living so hope you all are well Uh, be well stay safe until our next episode of the art house road show i'm hank and we'll see you next time thanks everyone and that's a wrap thank you for joining us on art house road show we'll see you next time